So, before this, I did another audio uh, talking about the updates on the Patreon exclusive stories that both Jovin16 and Trouble TRO uh, recently posted. But it also got me thinking about something, thinking about a very kind of unique, if not, I'm sure to a lot of people, weird question. And that is, well, as complicated as the question might be, you know, the question obviously is, why, why do these artists that do the web comics and maybe the scripts for the web comics, or those that write these stories, you know, to be showcased on places like DeviantArt, Fur Infinient, uh, Ink Bunny, or even Patreon or Fanfiction.net? Why do they always make it seem so obvious, you know, from the get-go, that one of the shape-shifting transformations they're going to have the characters go through that get these powers is, you know, the, the liquefied state, basically the goo state, the, uh, the slime state, the melt down into a puddle state, and then probably merge with somebody that's similar in status to become a new individual or something. You know, why do they make it so obvious? I mean, true, they don't come out and say it's going to happen in the synopsis. But pretty much if you followed any kind of story that has a similar tone with characters that have similar powers, then you know that's going to be the direction they go. And for some odd reason, I say with all due respect, no offense, for some odd reason, when the female characters get these powers... You know, that's always the main area that they are bound to head to. You know, that they're bound to try out. If not, you know, right off the bat, but inevitably. Sometimes they even kind of give a hint that they're going in that direction. Um, You know, with, you know, maybe one of the uh, main characters actually doing it, but, you know, accidentally or unbeknownst to them you know they end up doing it and then when they find out what they did it intrigues them it arouses them especially um, if the story is of an erotic take which most of these sometimes are you know surprisingly but yeah sometimes you know it'll take maybe a early portion of the story where one of the main characters that maybe shares you know same powers with one of the friends you know, does it, and it's either, like I said, by accident, or, you know, um, out of nowhere, basically, just like, unbeknownst to them, and they roll with it, they actually have, you know, fun with it, because they now see the potential that their powers could do more than just, you know, regular shape-shifting into other people, or other things, or whatever. But again, you have to wonder, why do the writers of these stories, whether the web comics or straight-up fanfics, you know, OC fanfics sometimes, um, why do they make it so obvious that that's going to be the directive they go in? I'll tell you why. I think I know the answer, or at least I hopefully know the answer. It's because of the fact that they realize that if this kind of stuff was real for all of us, you know, men and women, if this kind of power was available to us for real, 
that there would be a lot of things we'd do with it. There'd be a lot of different shapes, you know, that we would try out, a lot of different forms we would go with. And basically, we would go, you know, for, let's say, a break from reality, you know, a little bit of relaxation, we would go with the form of liquefaction. And why? Because, the, you know, because of the fact that we're always told to be, you know, when we're stressed and all that, sometimes we have a therapist, sometimes we have a psychiatrist, sometimes we have a meditationist, if you will, but they always tell us, be calm. Be calm like the sea. You know, go with the flow, right? You know, be calm with the sea, go with the flow. And what better way to really visually exemplify that than if you had these powers in real life than to do just that. And I think that's why mainly you see these powers um, always... Well, not powers, but you see these forms always being utilized in these stories. You know, mostly for NFSW reasons, erotic NFSW reasons, between a man and a woman, or a woman and a woman, that, that like I said, no offense, you know, women always seem to be the ones, you know, that get these powers. And, you know, that's no joke. You know, that's no joke whatsoever. You know, they always seem to be the one uh, that, get these, that gets these powers. And any time a story, you know, has been written with them having these powers of shape-shifting, most of the time it's with the male lover or the female lover or the BFF, which turns into the female lover, um, they always seem to go this route. They always seem to eventually go this route when it comes to having intimacy. Like sometimes they'll try different, you know, ways of intimacy and, you know, basically maybe shapeshift certain parts of the body, if you know what I mean, to surprise, let's say, the female compatriot. You know, they'll do all that. They will do stuff like that. And, you know, not only will they do stuff like that, but they'll do other stuff as well. Like the, you know, they'll let the imagination run wild. You know, like I said about, um, about Amanda and Nicole, I think I said this in the previous audio. Um, basically, their imagination, when they got their powers, they were able to do things that typically, you know, um, you wouldn't think would be possible in real life. Like, in other words, they're able to, or they were able to shapeshift into various uh, fictional characters or characters of myth and legend. Like, like, once, like I mentioned in the previous audio video, I think it was Nicole that turned herself into a vampirus. And along with turning herself into a vampirus, she also kind of gained the powers of a vampirus. In other words, she was able to hypnotize people and even use this new ability she got from just shape-shifting into this form to grant them whatever they wanted, even a, a change of form themselves, temporarily. So, 
you know, so you, you look at something like, you know, that, and, you know, you see, you know, when you look at something like that, and it, it doesn't become that much surprising that, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't become that much surprising that, you know, basically, you know, one of the forms, you know, that they would want to explore is one that allows them to really get so intimate, you know, with each other that sometimes, depending on how the story is written, the end result will be them merging together into one, you know, and becoming someone different, even if it's, you know, a result of them both sharing control of the new form, basically both mentally being inside, you know, sharing basically the mind, the brain, or them flowing together, forming, you know, and merging and forming into this, you know, new being who, who's basically their own individual, whose mind is a hybrid, a merger of, you know, both individuals that turned, that became that, or became that um, uh, person. And again, you know, sometimes, times, depending on the story, this is something that occurs with, you know, a men, women and men getting intimate with each other, and mostly, and I say it again with all due respect, no offense, the woman pulling off the gooeyness. I mean, the man will do it too at times, depending on the story structure. Or sometimes it's both women that do it, or both male and female doing it, if they both have the powers. Like if both a male and a female do it, yeah, you know, if you read the kind of stories that I've kind of looked at myself, you know, upon suggestion, yeah, there is no doubt that things visually, if you imagine it in your mind, picture it in your mind by reading it, can get crazy. They can't. Same with the woman. Same with a woman and a woman getting, getting it on with each other. And sometimes it doesn't result in anything, anything, you know, at the end, except them being a mixed, you know, gooey puddle on the bed or the floor that separates later on, you know. Uh, but also sometimes it will result in, like I said, a merger and a fusion. And, you know, and you again, you wonder, you know, why, why do the writers make it so obvious that this is going to be something that they head into direction-wise with the story uh, when they start writing these kind of stories or writing the scripts for the webcomics. It's like, why do they make it so obvious? And, again, I think the reason they do it, you know, like I said, to go back to the answer, is because they're basing it on how we and they, they themselves, you know, would utilize these kind of powers. Like they're basically taking the, the characters in the story and they're saying, this is us, and this is how we would be using the powers back and forth. But then, when it comes to the melty, you know, gooey, slimy liquefaction portion, you know, that's their way of saying, you know, especially if it's an NFSW thing, that, hey, this is what we would really like to do ooh, with our, our mates, like... You know, how we really like to get inside and, you know, like really be one with them and flow through them and stuff like that. You know, they basically take 
any derogatory eroticism word or statement that a man and a woman or a woman and a woman make towards each other uh, during their time of intimacy. And they're basically saying, if we had these kind of powers, you know, to liquefy, if you will, go through a liquefaction, you know, we can make all those statements become reality. I know that sounds strange to, to say, but when you think about it, it's kind of true. It is kind of true. And it's a fact in a sense, you know, and it's a fact in a sense uh, when you think about it. But yeah, you know, but yeah, you know, just, you know, doing that previous audio video, like I said, it got me thinking, you know, why make it so obvious? I mean, yeah, you may not, you know, showcase it in the statement, you, you may not showcase it, I should say, in the synopsis or anything. And you may tell people, hey, I can't say much anything because I'd be spoiling here's the thing I look at if you know you're going to go there if the people that have followed your stories and your collab stories and they know and see the pattern that the new story is going in then why don't you just kind of hint at that yeah you're going to see this but we're not going to say you know when it's going to happen we're not going to say what part you know it's going to happen in and if it's a multi-chapter deal, you, you could say we're not going to tell you what chapter it's going to take part in. You just say you could just come out and say, yeah, it's going to happen, but you're going to have to wait and see when it occurs and how it occurs. And so to me, you know, I think, you know, that's that's why they. But to me, honestly, to get back to answering the question as best I can, you know, I think that's why they utilize it. You know, sometimes. You know, they want to basically base it on how we in real life would, you know, use these powers, especially the liquefaction kind of portion of it, especially when it comes to, you know, erotic intimacy down the line with our companions. And again, that's just my opinion. This is the way I look at it, if you can understand what I'm saying. But... Again, the one thing that does kind of get under my skin irks me a bit is why don't you just hint at the fact that it's going to happen, but but not say any more than that, not say when it's going to happen, or you know, where or how. Just say it's going to happen, but you got to be patient, because again, if you're doing these kind of stories and people know the pattern that you take, then it becomes obvious to them that yeah, you're going to do it. It's just a matter of when and where. That that's what I'm thinking. You know, that's what I'm thinking. But anyway, I just wanted to talk about this, kind of try to answer the question best I can as to why they make it so obvious, you know, when they do these stories of this is one of the basically shape-shifting forms that's going to be uh, occurring in the story. But let me know what your thoughts are. You know, let me know what your thoughts are below and in the live chat. Like the video. Patreon me or support me on my Patreon at BW Roses at the $1, $3 tier. Venmo at Brian Warmer 2. Cash app at BW Roses 98. Also, support and listen to my BW Roses discussions. All your favorite audio podcast locations except for Pandora, where you will get a podcast version of this. Uh, as well as check me out at Vimo at BW Roses and at the Teespring store um, as well. And at divanart.com says BVW1979. These are outlets where you can find me outside of YouTube. But until then, guys, I am out.